What's up, We Got a Memo podcast listeners? We're back at you. It's National Championship Monday, UVA, Texas Tech. Our picks are coming in hot and steamy. So get ready for this episode. We got a lot to talk about. John is finally back with us so we can talk to him about his whole bracket and his thoughts on the tournament as a whole. And then just other fun stuff we got going on in the week. So stay tuned. We hope you enjoy it because this is podcasting. We are back. Like I said, it's Championship Monday. Unfortunately, like John realized today, it starts at 9.20 p.m. I'm not staying up. Xavier's not staying up. John, are you staying up? Oh, yeah. Oh, Roland, are you staying up? I think we lost him, too. But I'm going to guess he will stay up because... Roland will definitely stay up. Because, yeah, he's got... Some time on his hands so he can stay up. Are you back, Roland? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, are you staying up for the whole game? Starts at nine twenty. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Is it just because it's like Central yeah. Time that it's staying up? I don't know. Because if it's they're like an hour back, so it'll start like 8.20. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah. My yeah. coworker brought up the fact that like all college national championships are on a Monday. So maybe it's just their thing. Even volleyball. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Like, people in school, Yeah. you know, it's it, they have people at school the next day. Like, these people could be back in time for, for their Monday classes. Um, and then, you know, people are working and stuff. It, it, I don't know, I don't know why. Right. It'll well, get good ratings, but... Texas Tech got, I think they canceled class today, um, which is pretty cool. So, let's not waste any more time. We got some tournament talk, we got some NFL talk featuring Xavier, and we got a special topic, which we're going to start doing... On every episode, we're going to have a topic, and me, Roland, and Xavier will predetermine it, and then we're just going to give it to John, get pure reaction. It's going to be a live reaction, people, on John's take on whatever we tell him. Could be wrong, and who knows? Maybe sometimes we'll throw in, like, a fake topic and just see where he goes with it. <laughs> but, um... I solemnly swear I will not research anything All right. reacting. Well, you won't know what to research, until we tell you so so today's championship monday we got number one seed virginia playing a number three seed texas tech um so we're gonna get to that matchup a little later but john why don't you catch us up on your bracket you know tell us who you picked um and then highlights what you thought of the tournament as a whole just take it away catch yourself up well I'm sitting tied for second, happily, so I can't be too mad, but when I was with Roland and UNC lost, who I had picked as the national champion, we were bowling, and then my bowling, like, my morale dropped, my bowling scores dropped, and it just was not good at all. However, I did correctly pick Texas Tech to win. Good. So, pretty yeah. happy with that, or to get to the championship at least. Quick side note to interrupt you real quick. The our bracket group is done. Everyone has no picks left. Our winner is Peter Kelly. Shout out. He wins. He wins with 960 points. He picked UNC to win, but he beats John by 100 points. So, he really dominated those early rounds. But uh John John made a comeback. He wasn't always in the top three, so way to go. I know. I was really happy with that. And I think the our prediction model, that was a pretty good 
baseline, and I mean, it's smack dab in the middle, so. Yeah, about that. My goal was to just beat it, and I tied, so I think, <laughs> I think tie goes to me, the human, so. Yeah, you were not, <laughs> as a 1,000 simulated tournament, but no, happy with it, pretty happy, Zay, you are as dead as the Starks in Game of Thrones, like, you are gone. You were snapped by Thanos and are never coming back. <laughs> what, because I actually picked upsets? Come on. No, because you're just... Because you, you can come back no next upsets? Year. What? Uh, <laughs> no, so what's surprising is Xavier was in the lead after yeah. the first round. He almost had, like, a perfect first yeah. round bracket. There were, like, a couple that, like, nobody saw coming. Um, or, like, like, yeah, that... We're just like random and eaters, and I was like, "Oh my god, Xavier is literally running this table!" <laughs> and then the round of thirty-two, it just <laughs> all straight down plummeted it's because no upsets happened. <laughs> I picked upsets, yeah. and no, none happened. That's why. No, my bracket suffered a little bit because of that too. I think the only real upset was like Oregon, and even that wasn't a huge upset to a lot of people. So yeah, that's true. I will say, watching all these games with another person, i.e. Roland, makes the tournament so much better. Because I feel like I alone can only intake so much basketball. But if I'm with another person, I can talk about it and react with them. It's much better. Do I will you have... say Roland said he would cry if Gonzaga lost. You said you would eat your shorts if Murray State beat Marquette. And so we're still waiting on that video. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do my laundry. Just just make a pair of shorts out of like fruit roll ups or something, and then I will accept that as payment. <laughs> I'll put that on the grocery list for tomorrow. Uh, um, so, John, did you have any matchup or game or performance that like really stood out to you, and you're just like, holy crap, that was amazing, one of the best games I've ever seen? Anything like that? Oh, I can't even remember who the player was, but. I think it was the Oregon-Wisconsin game, or the Oregon-UC Irvine game, where one of their players blocked a shot and then ran all the way down and alley-ooped it into the hoop. And it was just dominant, and it was awesome. And I thought that was my favorite play of the tournament. I want to say that you may have heard it here that Roland lost to Michigan, from Roland, that Duke lost to Michigan State. But I knew that they wouldn't make it, that they would peter out. Don't totally agree with the... Zion getting this freshman award, this the Naismith Award. Is that is that a freshman only one? No. All right. So hold on before we get to that, because you brought up a bunch of good topics that I wanted to talk about. And do you have any final want to touch on anything else in the tournament before we get to that? Because we can dive right into that if you're good. Colby, huh, Colby White, the hairs, the hair lows down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but okay. So the Naismith Award, I believe is like the player of the year in college basketball. Yeah. Um, I personally didn't have a problem with it. I don't know of anyone else in the country who I'd give that award to over Zion. What, what, are, yeah. you, what are you thinking there, John? I don't know. I He was his first year. Sure, he was dominant, but he was injured a whole lot. I don't think, I think he burst onto the scene and may not have necessarily lived up to the expectations. And a part of me really believes that if his team, why is he the best player in the country if his team didn't make it to the championship? Well, in response to that, I think that just kind of shows how much of the game is a team sport. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, and I think that a lot of, like, if people are, people don't think that he really lived up to the hype, because, like, I kind of feel that way, too. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he was injured. If we probably had seen him for a full season, we talked about this a little bit last week, but he would probably be one of the, one of the best, or he would be the best, no? Responds, eh? Hey, keep going, keep what? going. No, keep going. What do you say? I, I was going to say, it, like, what one of the best uh, players like in Duke history? So, I just 
well, for one, John, I 100% disagree with everything you said. (laughs) 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 Second, I think he definitely deserved that. Um, I don't think anybody else came close to him. Um, And two, he definitely lived up to the hype. He put up 30 points. There's not much else he could have done in the last, what, couple games? Oh, yeah, I, no. I just, I think he deserved the award. I think he lived up to the hype freshman year. Um, yeah, it stinks he got injured, but I he came back from that injury and showed that he can still play at a high level after that injury. So, um, yeah, I think he deserves all the credit he gets. So, yeah, I'm with Zay on this one. John, is your biggest issue with it that he's a freshman? I don't know. I think the bigger issue is um, that they went out so early. Just that they didn't win. Okay. Well, I mean, you have to play like eight straight games in the course of a month after doing a tournament. I mean, it's a lot to try and win. Like, there are, you know, tons of great basketball players that have never won an NCAA title. I think that that definitely speaks more to the team around him than it does to his abilities. So Yeah, and I, I can understand that it's not the best players, but the best collection of right. players. And, and you got to understand, for this tournament, it's over the whole season. So over the whole season, in my opinion, I don't think there was anyone as consistently... At his level. Yeah, R.J. Barrett was great. And he was consistent the whole year. But Zion was... No one would argue Zion was better than R.J. Barrett. In comparison. Um, there's no one else I would give the ter- the award to. Um, like, in the, the two teams in the, turn- the final tonight. I wouldn't give it to Chris Culver... I think that's his name, of Texas Tech. He's their best player. I wouldn't give it to Kyle Guy of Virginia. Um, they or, deserve nothing. Or, or Ty <laughs> Jerome. I wouldn't give it to either of them. I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's not Zion's fault that no one's as good as him, right? So. Well, I hope someone rises to the challenge next year. I hope he stays. That would be crazy, but he'd be stupid to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I disagree. I think he, I hope he stays at Duke, and I hope someone like comes and challenges him. Maybe Lamelo Ball. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. They they played in high school. I don't know who won, but they played in high school. Really? Yeah, they played in high school. It's it's crazy. Um, all right. So this past weekend was the Final Four. We had Auburn, Virginia, which we will get to in few seconds and we had michigan state versus texas tech i'm gonna start with the texas tech game because i that's good so i actually fell asleep during this game and didn't finish it because i just passed out in like the first half and just went to bed but i was very surprised to see texas tech win um i thought michigan you know michigan state would do better against texas tech being a more veteran team um well, maybe not more veteran, but more experienced, more physical, and maybe they were just tired from their big win over Duke. Um, and and credit to Texas Tech for winning, but I was just surprised that Michigan State. I, I'm surprised it wasn't closer than it was. I agree. I mean, I can't say much just because I was at a wedding and only got notifications on my phone. Um, yeah. Yeah. go for it. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I was surprised how good Texas Tech was defensively. Um, I wasn't expecting Texas Tech to be that good defensively, so tonight's game should be a very defensive game. But, yeah, I, yeah, I was surprised too, just like Michael said. I wasn't expecting Texas Tech to win, but... It was an entertaining game, not as good as the other game, but it was a it was a good game to watch. Uh yeah, I was pretty disappointed with it. I honestly thought Michigan State would have just 
I mean, I knew that Texas Tech was a good defensive team. I knew it was going to be tough. But I honestly, you know, at least close. But I expected Michigan State to kind of roll with them. Um, and I'm with and you, Roland. I wanted Michigan State to win because Tom Izzo. And, you know, yeah. just just kind of like legacy, great coaches. You want to see win. Um, <laughs> Xavier doesn't like Tom Izzo. I don't like um, Michigan State, so thank goodness Texas Tech won. All right. Well, I, I'm with Roland on that one. <laughs> I wanted to see Tom Izzo win. Um but we we all know what happened. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's just jump into the the game that I think we all want. We texted about it. Um, yeah. Auburn, Virginia. Who wants to start? <laughs> Hold up real quick. Sorry, I got cut off. Um, so just real quick, like of the of the final four teams, um, like the thing that kind of did disappointed me a little bit was like I would think in the championship I guess uh, playing for the title and then but you know since it was Virginia I would have rather see Michigan State play Virginia than I'm wanting to see Texas Tech play them it's just I don't know maybe it's just like the wow factor um, or like the fact that they're two like really big programs but I would have been more excited about this if it was Michigan State, Virginia than what it is. So yeah, um, so yeah, I'm sure as you guys can tell, Virginia beat Auburn um, in a truly gut punching way to end the game. Who wants to start? Zay, I think you should start. Uh, okay. Uh. I mean, first of all, that was I. It was a great game, um, and I think I said this when we texted, but it stinks that that's how the game ended. Uh, it just killed the entire game. Um, I hate that the refs decided the game basically, because uh, chances are Kyle Guy is not going to miss free throws because he's a pretty good three point shooter. Um, so I would not have called it. Um, I was talking to my brother-in-law yesterday, and he would have called it. So uh, I know there's different opinions on this, but I just it he, it didn't affect his shooting motion. He didn't touch him till the ball was gone. Uh, so just in that important of a moment, I wouldn't have called it because it didn't affect his his shot that much. Yeah, uh, it was just his landing. <clears throat> so I. Def, I would not have called it. Um, so, I, yeah. For, for anyone who didn't see a highlight, didn't watch the game, let me let me set the stage for you a little bit. <laughs> All right. At halftime, Auburn's up three. Close game. Definitely playing Virginia's game. Slower pace. Virginia's right where they want them. Game goes on. With five minutes left, Virginia's up ten points. And I'm watching this game, and I'm at this point, I'm just like, Auburn, you're done. You're not making shots. Virginia's in full control. Excuse me. And I just thought it was over five minutes left. Boom. Auburn comes alive, starts raining in threes, making shots. Virginia, on the other hand, not making anything. Auburn is, like, up six with, like, ten seconds left. Um, I I thought the game was over. I thought they had it in the bag. And then, bang, Kyle Guy hits a corner three. Gets him down two? Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah. 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 So they're at, there's like seven seconds left. They're down two. Need a three to win, two to tie. Virginia's bringing up the ball. Ty Jerome loses control. It goes off his foot. He picks up the ball, starts dribbling again. Auburn has a foul to give. They foul him. Virginia, in. so now no more fouls to give. There's like what, two seconds left? Uh, Ty Jerome inbounds it. Kyle Guy gets it in the corner, raises up, shoots it, misses the shot. Tons of people think Auburn wins, but no, the refs called a foul on the three-point shot, and Kyle Guy goes on to hit three cold-blooded free throws, nothing but net in a row. Virginia 
takes the lead by one with like less than a second left. And one six. One okay, and then um, as I'm sure you can probably guess, uh, that's how Auburn lost. So Auburn lost on a heartbreaking call. There's two two controversies here. One is the shot that Xavier referenced, right? Um, I'm one of those people that agree with the call. Regardless of the point of the game it was, the rule says you have to let the shooter land. Auburn didn't let him do that. I thought it was the right call. Let's start with that call. What, John and Roland, do you agree with the call? Or perhaps would you have called it? Because I would have called it. I thought when I watched it, I thought it was a foul. Um, you know, I'm not super big into, like, the basketball rules and stuff like that. But, like, all tournament, I mean, any, well, anytime I watch college basketball and I, I, I see, like, you know, some dude, like, just graze the guy's hand after he's followed through. And I'm like, how is that a foul? Um, like, like, this is why the NBA doesn't have defense. Like, at some point, I feel like you've got to just let him play. And, like, the fact of the matter is that all that doesn't have anything to do with, like, whether or not he really makes a shot. So, like, I don't think it should be a foul in the first place. But that's just an outsider who doesn't really follow basketball except, you know, when I was in school and during tournament time. Um, I think it's dumb. I understand that the... That technically, you know, the rules say that that would have been a foul. I, I just didn't see anything that it like it didn't affect the the game. So, like exactly what Xavier said, um, I think you know buzzer buzzer sounds Auburn wins right there. Okay, John, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I, I know. Did you watch? Did you see the highlight of it? I watched. Yeah, I watched the highlights and went back. Do I agree? I guess I have to agree with the rules. Do I think the rule is... I agree with the call because it's in accordance with the rule, but I don't agree agree with the rule. I think it should just go until the ball is released. Because if you fall, you fall. Like, no big deal. And you can pretty much fake a falling, you know, get the foul blamed on the other team. Unfortunately, that's how it's, like the game's decided. Whatever. Um, but my bigger issue was with the double with the double dribble. And would I have called it? I don't know. Probably not. I. But that's also my own personal but, bias. So. So before we get into that one, I'm just gonna say the reason that ru- that was a foul was because you have to let the shooter land. And why you have to? They're protecting the shooter. So the last thing a shooter wants to worry about. Is landing on someone's foot, landing on their foot the wrong way, and like twisting or spraining or maybe breaking their ankle. And I, for myself as a volleyball player, that's like why you don't let the other team land under the net across the court. It's it's for protection. I I agree with the rule. I hated twisting ankles because of that dumb stuff. So I agree with the rule, and I do think that. Auburn player was in his landing space, didn't let him land properly. Kyle guy, I don't, I didn't think like kicked out his legs or anything trying to draw a foul. I think Auburn just got a little too close, and I think I would have made the call. I mean, either way, if Auburn, if the foul wasn't called and Auburn won, Virginia fans would be complaining we missed a foul, just like now. You know, Auburn fans. So, I mean, you win some, you lose some, but I can't imagine being an Auburn fan and losing. Like, that's the worst way to lose because, like, you came back from 10 down, you're winning, they need to make a three to win, and then they get f- three free throws. Like, that. that's just heartbreaking. Um, yeah, and you heard it here. We got a memo podcasters. Michael says, always have protection. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that leads us to the next thing, which is the fact of the matter that it shouldn't have even come down to that because it should have been Auburn's ball. Uh, Yeah, 
Um, so what happened? Ty Jerome's dribbling. It goes off his foot. And then he doesn't just continue the dribble. He picks up the ball with two hands and starts dribbling again. Double dribble. Missed call. Should have been Auburn's ball. And with Virginia needing to foul to get the ball back. And, you know, if Auburn makes one, they're up three. And they make a three tie game overtime. But double dribble was missed. Virginia was allowed to play following. And then we just talked about what happened. They made three free throws. Um, important to note, Charles Barkley, famous, probably Auburn's most famous alum, definitely their most famous basketball alum, um, said the refs made the right call on the shooting foul. And obviously they missed the double dribble. I don't think anyone's going to argue they missed the double dribble. But I, I was telling you guys, the refs decided that game. And even though I said let the boys play, that double dribble, you, I mean, I don't know what the refs were looking at, but you got to make that call. You got to yeah. make the simple, easy, fundamental calls. The judgment know, even calls. As, like, even as the refs, like, your eyes are following the ball in the player who has the ball. You're going to see him pick it up, like touch it with two hands. Right. And there's no Auburn player even close to touch the ball. And if the Auburn player touches the ball, it resets, whatever, pick up with two hands. But he didn't. Nobody was there. Freaking sucked. And a ref was in the direct line of sight on the sideline. What do, you guys, what do you guys think about this take? I heard it on a podcast. I forget which one. But the refs are thinking... Auburn's going to foul. They got fouls to give. So maybe they kind of relaxed a little bit and just let Auburn foul. Whereas if they just, you know, paid a little more attention, see the double dribble before the foul, and, you know, but because they were expecting the Auburn foul, they missed that call. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I I think that's a possibility, definitely. Uh, They were expecting blow the whistle for another reason for the Auburn foul and not something else. So I think I think that's definitely a possi- a strong possibility if refs weren't paying attention to anything else because they were just waiting for Auburn to foul. So, yeah. Roland? I understand it. Do I agree with it? No. Right. Yeah. Roland? Yeah. Yeah, you agree with that? <laughs> No, I I definitely think it's a possibility. Because, um, like, even me sitting there... So, like, the fact that they didn't even, like, go back and, like, review that after the foul was called was, was a little odd. Because I was sitting there, and, like, like I said, like, I'm not huge into the basketball rules, but I sat there and I saw that, and I was like, well, that seems off. Like, See, that's interesting. When I saw it live, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, I was like, oh, he slipped. And then I was like, and then, you know, they, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just, I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's um, reviewable. Um, it should be. Right. <laughs> but, the kinks of VAR. Like I said, <laughs> I didn't think that was a double dribble watching it live. And I, I was watching the game. I didn't see, I, I, I wouldn't have called the double dribble. Yeah, so, I mean, well, calls are blown all the time. Uh, now it's something Alabama and uh, Louisiana fans have in common. Yeah. Um, refs <laughs> blowing calls on them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on a, uh, one of the podcasts was just like, Auburn fans, you lost because you were praying for the kick six to happen, and you sold your soul to the devil just to beat Alabama in that game, and you'll never win anything. So this was their own fault. Um, but in all seriousness, that, that that hurt, that sucks for the players, for Bruce Pearl, that's the worst way to lose. You know, you'd rather lose Kyle guy makes the three and there's no foul. Um, I'd rather win that way than just, you know, standing there while he sinks three free throws and really having no time on the clock to win the next, win the game. Yeah. I think it's so weird that the uh, the rules you have to have 0. 0.5 seconds on the clock to shoot the ball. 
Yeah. Otherwise, you can just like inbound it and you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, the only other shot you can do is like an alley oop, which is very hard. So. Not for Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, kicker. That, that man could do anything. Shout out. Shout out. Get him. Get, get him on this podcast. <laughs> um. So, if you guys don't have anything else to say about those games, we will jump to tonight's game. Starts at 9.20, Texas Tech versus Virginia. Why don't we just go around, say, excuse me, who we think's going to win or who we want to win, and then just give us a couple thoughts why you think that, and we'll move on from there. John, uh, you want you want Virginia, right, John? Oof. I told God I'd go to church on Sunday if Texas Tech won. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if he honors his end of the bargain. Yeah, um, so it's funny because John and I are both from the state of Virginia, and neither of us are really big Virginia fans. Mm. I don't really have anything against, like, uh, like I like the Virginia swim team, even though that's probably the most controversial sports team in at UVA. Um, why is that? They had a bunch of like hazing stuff that came out a couple years ago. Okay. Um, anyway, but so, you know, yeah. Um, I don't, I'm going to just say Virginia fans are douchey. Um, (laughs) UVA, uh, the students there are, are very, um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to lose a lot of friends. Um, by saying that out loud, um, yeah, so I'm not like a huge Virginia fan. Um, I think that they will win. Um, I, I mean, it's going to be a, a low-scoring defensive game, um, I think. But I think I, 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 I guess I'm kind of rooting for Texas Tech, but I think Virginia will win. Um, so that's me. All right, John. Why don't we go to you next? Yeah, I got nothing to say, except I cannot, I could not stand UVA winning a championship. So what you're that, saying so, is, go Tech? Is that what you're saying? Go Tech? Go Tech. All right, go Tech. All the way. Virginia and Texas. So, Xavier, what, what do you got? I know you're going to give me something more. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think Texas Tech wins. Nice. Uh, oh, I like it too. <laughs> uh, not just because... Like, I don't want Virginia, but, I mean, it's going to be a good defensive game. Uh, but I think Texas, I just, I think Texas Tech will be able to, uh, how do I, I guess, I don't know, defeat their defense. Because I, I think Auburn kind of got it at the end of the game, kind of figured it out. Um, I think Texas Tech will be able to figure it out, figure it out pretty quickly. So, uh yeah, Texas Tech, I think we'll win. All right. I hope it is a simulation of the loot train scene from Game of Thrones where Texas Tech comes in and lights everything on fire and Virginia just falls and gets burned to the ground. For those who don't know what John's talking about, there's a scene where <laughs> the Dothraki and Daenerys just destroy Lannister forces in Season 7, Episode 4, maybe? Yep. And they just destroyed the Lannister army and burned Sam Tarly's father and brother. And it's a cool scene, definitely worth the watch. Um, all right. Anyway, I think. <clears throat> hold on, I'm gonna hold off my prediction. So I've watched maybe six minutes of Texas Tech basketball this year, and so I had no idea that they were a defensive team like Virginia. And the reason I hate Virginia is because their games are boring. They're slow. Mm-hmm. and it's defense, which I appreciate, but at the same time, it's like, get down and set in the half court, and it's like, oh my gosh, just please do something. And to learn Texas Tech is kind of like that, I was just like, oh man. However, with Mooney Texas Tech, Moretti on Texas Tech, and Culver on Texas Tech, they got some shooters, they got some scores. Culver's definitely a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. Does Virginia have a top 10 pick? Maybe DeAndre Hunter, but he was kind of quiet the whole tournament until the second half of the UVA-Auburn game. Moretti's shooting 50% from downtown, can't oversell that. That's big time. 
So, you know, flip a coin. Is he going to make it? Just flip it and see what happens. Th- those are his odds. I like him. <laughs> but here, here's what I think. I think Virginia is coming off a huge emotional victory over Auburn. And they might be a little drained. They might be feeling hot, but I don't know if they'll recover. I think Texas Tech has been more consistent. They're shooting real well. They're hitting their stride, winning games. They haven't had a ton of close games. They beat Michigan, known for their defense and technique. Virginia's known for their defense and technique and shooting. I think Texas Tech has the size to deal with Virginia. Don't get me wrong, I think it'll be close. Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, definitely hit some threes. Um, who's the guy in Virginia with, with the the platinum hair? Diakite. Oh, the guy uh, from Ghana? Yeah, Diakite, thank you, yeah. yeah. He's going to be a defensive sh- force. I I think it'll be a defensive game definitely at the beginning. Everyone just settling in, um, which could favor Virginia. But I think I think Texas Tech has a little more athleticism, a little more shooting, a little more star power. And they're just playing real well this whole tournament. I don't think any, any game has been very close for them. So I'm going to go Texas Tech. I want Texas Tech to win because, like I said... I'm not going to believe Virginia can win it all until I see it. And the, even though they made it to the championship game, they got lucky in the final four. So, go Tech. Yeah. That's my they've, pick. They're they've been lucky game. quite a few times. Yeah. Against Purdue. Those games have been massive. You're right. And much more of a toll-taking. I don't know. It could go two ways. Toll-taking versus motivating. Yeah, I mean, there was an ACC team in the tournament that had a couple close calls and then lost in their third close game. Can you say Duke to UCF, Virginia Tech, and then Michigan State? We got Virginia, close game against Purdue, close game against Auburn. This is their third game against Texas Tech. I don't know, ACC teams, who knows? (laughs) But I think we're all going to say, go Tech on this one. Yeah. All right. So tune in 920. I I'm I want to watch at least like the first half. If it's a really good game, I'll try to stay up, but I'm also waking up early, so odds are no. Um, but let's move away from tournament. And you know, I thought we were gonna have a quiet week in the NFL, and then Xavier's favorite wide receiver, Antonio Brown, decides to go back on Twitter for no reason. And <laughs> Xavier, why don't you set the scene and give us your thoughts on all of it? Um. <laughs> Let me see. So I just want to say I can't believe we're even podcasting about this. Still. The fact that we're even giving him attention is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't even know how it started. I guess what someone posted something about Juju Smith-Schuster being the Steelers MVP last season, and then Antonio Brown, I guess, yeah. tweeted something saying that he said something like, boy, fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Basically talking about Juju fumbling against the Saints, which, I mean, it was a big fumble, and it it hurt our chances big time to make the playoffs. Um, And then he said everyone went blind to busy making guys famous, not even enough reality these days. Um, I just... And then Juju, which I loved, I appreciated so much what Juju said, came back with, saying that all he ever showed was love to him and um, that he was happy he got traded to Oakland with a big contract and all that, and then he's taking shots on me on Twitter. Like, I I don't even know what to say anymore. I think, honestly, as Steelers, they they just need to ignore A.B. now. If you post something on Twitter about anyone, just don't even like reply to him because AB is just being stupid. Um, yeah, I AB, I don't like AB is so stupid because everybody like hated him, but now everybody hates him even more. So uh, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was possible, but so Xavier <laughs> did it. First off, first question I have. Was Antonio Brown wrong in his tweet of what he said to Juju? Did Juju fumble away the season? 
no. No? Okay. I mean, I'll take your opinion for it. He did fumble away a game. Yeah. Um, but even more so... I'd say it's uncalled for. Like, why? Why even tweet about it? You're you're done with the Steelers. You got your trade. Exactly. You're done. You're in Oakland. You're you're paid. Yeah. You got what and, you wanted. So why? Like, what's the point? And Juju, I don't think Juju and AB had any issues whatsoever before that tweet. I'm sure they were probably good friends, and they went off their separate ways. No bad issues with each other. Maybe not. Um, but I just and now. And plus, Juju is loved among the Steelers fans. So, A and B is just hurting himself so much by doing this. Um, so, and I, I think I saw someone say that, um, like, have like Oakland have fun with him on your team, like, and on the field, but the locker room is going to, like, he's just such a bad, I don't know, to have in the locker room he's just so negative and it just causes too many issues so whatever i still still fans and players just need to leave him alone and just let him say whatever he wants and not reply he'll stop eventually jump in roland and john what do you got what are your thoughts I like Juju's, like, the picture that he retweeted. It was like, never argue with fools because onlookers may not know the difference. I saw that. After that, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, he, it's so good, though. That, it's like, that quote is exactly what I was thinking, so. Yeah, I agree with, with what Xavier said. It was just so unnecessary, like, like, first off, you know, um, had you guys had AB all season, um, had Le'Veon Bell all season, like you guys wouldn't have been in the in the playoff race that you were in in the first place. So, you know, AB's boy Le'Veon um, holding out for his contract and all that. Um, <clears throat> like you cannot put the whole season on Juju Smith-Schuster's one fumble in the New Orleans Saints game. Like, it, it was just, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And it was pretty uncalled for on on uh, Antonio Brown's part, um, you know, to call out one of, you know, his, like you said, like, uh, they, they seemed pretty close. Um, it was just, like, get over it, man. You're... Like you said, you, they got their contract. He's on a new team. Like, stop talking about your ex-girlfriend. Right, yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. You you moved on. Steelers moved on. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> For me, it was just like, there's, why? Like, there's no reason. Like I said, I can't believe we're even, even, even talking about it. Like, the one thing is that gets me on that, like, yeah, he fumbled in a big game. But it's the Saints. The Saints were a good team. Why? How about we beat Oakland, like two weeks before that, and we lose to Oakland? So I just you can't save some of the whole season away. Like we can't even beat Oakland, and you're going to them. So I just or I don't know. Just, tying with Cleveland week one, like the season is yeah. never won or lost in one play. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. All right. We're done. We're done with Antonio Brown unless like the Raiders cut him or trade him away or something. I hope um, they do. Before we get to our special topic for John, Xavier and Roland and John, do you guys want to talk about hockey a little bit? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, so, what, playoffs start Wednesday? So, I honestly, for me, I don't know about anybody else, but NHL playoffs is right up there with March Madness. Uh, I love it. I get so excited. Uh, there's nothing like playoff hockey. Uh, just the intensity is like none other. So, I I don't know. There's there's some great series, first round series coming in. Uh, I think Roland and I talked a little bit about this. Like the Roland mentioned the Boston Toronto one. That's going to be a heck of a series. Um, 
even like the Winnipeg St. Louis and San Jose Vegas, like there's so many good first round series. Um, honestly, anything can happen in the NHL playoffs, and that's why I love the NHL playoffs so much because you don't know what's going to happen, but. Uh, can the Caps repeat? Can Tampa Bay, who has been so dominant in the NHL, can they just run through the Eastern Conference? Like, I just, there's so many good storylines. Um, so that's good, what I'm going to be watching until June. So I can't wait. I forget that it goes until June. Yeah. I'm always happy it goes <laughs> until June. But I know, I was telling my German housemate, as like, Svenja, you have not lived until you, like, you know, invest in playoff hockey even if it's just the playoffs like it's very exciting yeah. oh, and, yeah. like, trying to explain it's like it's a seven game series and she's like what <laughs> yeah. um but no i'm pumped it'll be fun definitely really more exciting hockey. than like the nba early round of the playoffs it just is it's just more exciting yeah yeah, yeah. yeah every round i think of of the nhl playoffs are exciting this, in my opinion for sports this is like the best time of the year yeah. You've got the NHL playoffs that happen, like, literally one week apart from the NBA playoffs. You've got, um, you know, MLS is starting up. Premier League's getting hot. Um, Baseball. Draft is happening. NFL draft, is that what you just said? MLB just started back up. Like, like this is the best time of the year for sports. Um Golf, or, uh, no, sorry, you that the Masters and all that, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited. Like I said, or like Xavier mentioned, I'm really excited to see the Boston-Toronto series. They met up in the playoffs last year, uh, and it literally went down to Game 7. Um, everyone thought Boston was going to crush them, uh, and Boston did win. But uh, And then, you know, this this year they've they've i think they've split their meetings this year um so that's really exciting especially since toronto's got john tavares now who is the most sought after free agent uh this past season or like this past off season um that's really that's a really exciting one um and then i'm also really see i'm a san jose sharks fan so i can probably only watch about 10 games a season out of 83, 82. Yeah. So it's pretty disappointing. And then the ones that I actually, like, you know, remember to watch and, like, actually end up finding is probably, like, five or six. So I'm really excited to see the Sharks play um, because NBC can't can't deny me that anymore <laughs> um, with their regional sports coverage. Um and their first round matchup is against um, Las Vegas Golden Knights, who they lost to in the second round last year. Um, it's Las Vegas is a lot more uh, beatable than they are, were last year. Um, so I think it'll be a lot closer. The Sharks are a lot better with Eric Carlson. Um, on the defense, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, I think the Sharks feel like if they want to win a Stanley Cup with Joe Thornton, this is the year to do it, because you think about the Oilers are going to bounce back, the Flames got good out of nowhere, um, Maple Leafs are on the up, um, you know, Nashville's not going away, Winnipeg's on the up. It's going to be, and then, you know, Seattle's going to be added in in a couple years. And if you think that they're not going to be as good as the Vegas Golden Knights are going in, then you're fooling yourself. Um, So this is, I mean, the Sharks have been a a, a contender for a couple years now. And really, like, this is their shot if they want to do it and if they want to do it with Joe Thornton. So I'm really excited to see that john you're a wild fan is that right <laughs> slowly are they in the playoffs there's like so many games and their twitter doesn't come on my feed anymore so and besides they're just bad <laughs> oh so they're not in the playoffs they they oh. missed this year they'll probably be back 
Is there a team you're rooting for? I'm just ready for competition. Yeah, okay. That, I like that a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously a Caps fan, so um, going for the repeat. Um, I, I, t- I listen to some people talk about how they're happy we got the Hurricanes and then the Penguins and the Islanders get to beat up on each other and then we get the winner. Um, so we'll see. Definitely tune into NHL playoffs. And uh, you you won't regret it. It's it's definitely very enjoyable to watch, especially if you really pay attention and you get invested in the games. It's a really good time. All I'll say is that there's this bridge that um, that goes over the street over this highway right next to my house. <laughs> and it just has this massive Arlington is all caps banner <laughs> that stayed there until August. Oh. Like, on, like, this could not be any more obnoxious. Yeah. Well. All right. Before we get to our last topic of the day, uh, we got to get a new recording going, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. So we are starting a new segment this episode where we just surprise John with a topic. And it's not completely new because we talked about it last week. John, did you listen to our episode last week? It's okay if you didn't. I couldn't get to it. I'm sorry. All right, no, not a problem. Perfect, actually. Yes. So, I thought of this because it showed up on my app. But, if you didn't know, Lonzo Ball has fired his previous agent, Harrison Gaines, and has recently decided to go with another agency. That's not the important part. This is the story I want you to react to. A couple weeks ago, ESPN story came out that Lonzo Ball is missing $1.5 million dollars. All right. Here, here's here's what's going on. He owns fifty one percent of Big Baller Brand. Lavar owns sixteen percent. His mom Tina owns sixteen percent, and their business partner Alan owns the rest. Alan, how's this math work out? Alan is the one that is allegedly stole the one point five million dollars from Lonzo. Now go back even further. Alan spent like ten years in jail for like. <laughs> fraud or like taking money from other people already so lavar got into business with alan and now alan stole 1.5 million dollars lonzo has since cut off all ties with alan big baller brand seemingly may be in trouble lavar says no it's his thing whatever but what are your reactions to big baller brand and big baller himself lavar Getting into business with this man who has a known record to steal. I don't know what he was in jail for, but it had something involved with taking money from other people. It sounds like I need to. Uh, I need a Netflix documentary and a Hulu documentary to record all this. It's <laughs> insane. Are you kidding me? What kind of a doofus? <laughs> right like you feel bad because it's like no one no, wants I to don't. be stolen from feel bad. but at the same time know who you're getting in business with come on i don't feel bad i'm gonna be honest <laughs> like the, it's just like the, the kardashians were stolen from like i don't care like that, that money will be like filled in somewhere well, that's the thing you say the Kardashian, like if 1.5 from the kardashians yeah it's 1.5 million but to the kardashians that's like not a lot you know right but to big baller brand 1.5 million that's a lot of money for big baller brand like i don't know if they're gonna yeah, stay they're in business not as big as the kardashians i definitely can't say big baller brand with a straight face i don't know hey this is I don't even know what the heck. Since the father comes back to the... I don't know what the heck that saying goes. But it's like, it comes back to you to bite you in the butt. Like, come on, man. Right. And and the biggest thing, like, Big Baller Brand was formed around Lonzo, and now there's rumors he might sign with Nike. He covered up his triple Bs on his tattoo. He's yeah. thrown away his triple B shoes. Like, like I, I, th- I would think Big Baller Brand's dead. I don't know if it will be. I want a Netflix documentary. That's what I want. I want a Netflix documentary that puts this in easy-to-understand 35 to 40-minute episodes. No, no, no. We're doing, like, a feature-length film on this thing. I'm talking 90 minutes documentary. 90 minutes? No, no, no. I want nine episodes, 45 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll talk about that. I want about the rise and fall of Triple B, Big Baller 
brand. I feel and like I that's already like really hope that like a bunch of poor kids somewhere in the world don't end up with triple B shoes because they don't deserve that trash. Well, okay. Moral of the story is no matter how long our documentary is or docu series is, know who you're getting in business with. That's why companies do background checks on people. Like yeah. it's one thing if you, you know. I mean, it's just stupid to do business with, start your own business, like a multi-million dollar business, with someone who's known to have taken money before. Why does Lonzo have triple B on his, tattooed on his body? Well, because it, like, it's his brand, like, it's his family brand, he's repping the brand, it's... But that's like... Why does J.R. Smith have Supreme on his calf? I don't know. <laughs> who's J.R. Smith? <laughs> so, I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say he deserves it. Because, like, I don't think anyone really likes LeVar Ball and all them. Uh, um, but, like, if you're stupid enough to to do something like that, then, like, I mean, those are the consequences of it. Like, you know, hopefully the guy gets caught and hopefully they get their money back. Yeah, I but, don't. I don't blame Lonzo. You can't say that you didn't, you that you couldn't have seen this coming. (laughs) Right, like I, I don't blame Lonzo for it. I, I blame Levar. Oh no, oh totally Levar. Right? Yeah. So I I feel bad for Lonzo. I was just out here trying to play basketball. Like (laughs) he's like Mike. Dad was the one who started all this. Um, Does does his does his dad's little uh, development league? Is that thing still going? Uh, no, probably not, because LaMelo plays in high school now. Like, Xavier, chime in, um. (laughs) I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, it's LaVar's fault. Um, he should have, like you said, done a background check. Uh, so clearly he's not, he's not a businessman, because I would say most businesses do background checks. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel bad for LeVar at all. That's 100% on him, so... Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. I can speak for all of us when I say we're not, like, heartless people. Yes, we feel bad for the Ball family for losing their money, but at the same time, know who you're getting into business with. Like, yes, yeah. it's terrible that LeVar took advantage of the Ball family and, you know, stole money from them. Um, right. But like we've said... Right. So- so I don't really care about the fact that they lost money. I care about the fact that someone stole their money right. and, you know, that's illegal and they should be compensated, like, get their, that man should be caught and they should be, you know, yeah. they should get that money back. Right. Um, that's, I, I don't care how much money they make or whatever, but like, huh? And with interest. And the thing about LeVar is... He he's a selfish man, but in a good way. All he wants is what's best for his boys, which is something respectable. And you, quite yeah. honestly, you don't see from a lot of like African American fathers, right? So the fact that he's present and wants what's best for his boys is really admirable. And people say like, "Oh, he's selfish. He's being stupid." Like, come on, he wants all of his boys to make the NBA. Yeah. Lonzo's made it. Jello not there yet, maybe not. And Lamelo probably will be. He's good enough. Um, but like, like you mentioned, the junior league is not up and running anymore, probably because Melo's not in it. And LeVar, when they fired Harrison Gaines, there were reports he was looking for agents that could get all three of them in the league. Whether or not that happens, whatever, but he's just trying to do what's best for his kids and for his family, which is something I don't think anyone should have a problem with. Hashtag Cersei Lannister. Well, yeah, I guess I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down, but a little different. Um, yeah, everyone, please excuse our Game of Thrones and or Marvel references, because if you live under a rock, Game of Thrones comes back in six days, and then in three weeks, Avengers Endgame, probably one of the most anticipated movies ever is released so we're all excited but 
Yeah. We're going to start a separate uh, nerd podcast? You know, maybe. <laughs> I listened to some Game of Thrones ones today. Terrible. I, I hated them. I want to I wanna talk about some of this stuff on our podcast, but then I'm like, it's not sports. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to make my quips short. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, I've got well, a I sports moment of the week. Okay. Jousting is sports. After. Do it. What's, what is okay. it, John? So, Jason Fitz, a, an ESP, the ESPN Sports Center Snapchat host, he has an ESPN radio show. He said, while covering FC Cincinnati, a first-year MLS expansion team, and I quote, what I just covered is on par with the first time I covered a national championship game, talking about the fans marching through Cincinnati going to their stadium. So super thrilled that soccer fan culture is slowly becoming more mainstream, is something exciting, and one of the big reasons why I love going to DC United games and I'm a big soccer fan myself is because there's, you know, smoke and there's drums and everyone's chanting and if I were to go to an NFL game, it's kind of stagnant okay nice up next uh okay so <laughs> so mine is well baseball has started so that's exciting but mine since i'm a pirates fan um i think it's important to to say this now because i don't know how much longer this is going to last but the pirates are second in the nl central <laughs> Don't you say that every year? What? Um, anyway. Year. Oh, they're good for now. Yeah, I mean, because that's usually how it goes. But yeah. uh, they're in second place right now, although they lost to the Cubs 10 nothing today. So. Whoa. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go out there and say that now because I don't know how many more weeks I can say this, but the Pirates are in second place. All right, Roland, do you have one? Um, yeah, I wish I could brag about the Nats, but they are off to a slow start uh, as well. I, dude, well, actually, they, they I mean, so, uh, yeah, real quick. Um, they have a lot of pitching, pitching issues, which, um, like, so, and, and I think that they've had some trouble uh, filling that, that, uh, hole left by Bryce Harper. Um, so in the in the business of hitting home runs, yeah. um, they've they've had a little bit of trouble uh, scoring, and they've had some trouble keeping teams from scoring. So um, just really some bullpen issues. Um, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Like like I saw people tweeting about how the Boston Red Sox are like totally broken this year. Um, they're like doing worse than the Nats are the like bottom of the AL East. Um, and I'm like, it's the second week of baseball. So like, you have to feel like a lot of these teams are going to, you know, it, they'll start figuring it out and all that, but they are off to a slow start. I think, so my favorite sports moment of the week is just knowing that hockey's going to be on in two days. So, yep. Mine is missed alley oops. All right, if a and if for especially for March Madness, if a player misses an alley oop, it is one of two things: one, he's terrible, or two, the dunk is just so ridiculous. I have no shame in missing this alley oop, and that is the reason I love miss alley oops because there is one against it was Texas Tech versus Michigan State before I fell asleep. This man. Reaches behind his head with one hand and almost throws it down. And he misses it, but it was amazing. So, that is my favorite sports moment of the week. <laughs> Missed alley-oops. You heard it here first. <laughs> it was like in the first, it was like the first play of the game. It was wild. I thought the game was going to go off after that, but I fell asleep. So, I, I don't know what happened. Alright, so, I think we're just about wrapped up here. You know, stay tuned to We Got a Memo. Watch as much of the game tonight as you want. Excuse me. It, I think I, I think it'll be a good game. 
anytime two defensive teams get together, um, two similar teams, it's going to be a good game. So stay tuned for that. Watch some NHL playoffs if you can. If you're not a fan, last year I was not a hockey fan. Now I'm a Caps Become fan. one. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> actually, become a hockey fan. It is great. It's a lot of fun. Especially if you can watch it with a bunch of people. Just get into it. It's a good time. And baseball's starting up. The O's, I'm not going to a game for any reason other than the promotions that they give away at games. And here comes the NFL draft. Here comes Game of Thrones. And here comes the end of a Marvel phase as we know it. So, we will catch you next time. This was podcasting. Enjoy the Jonas Brothers new song. Goodbye. I'm feeling so cool. Top to the bottom, just cool. Every little thing that I do. Damn it, I'm feeling so cool. cool, cool.